Good morning. Hi, I am Olivia and thank you so much for listening this morning or this afternoon or this evening, wherever you are. Thank you for choosing to listening to this podcast. I hope that life is treating you well. And if not, because there's always that possibility. And if not, my hope is that you will keep on hoping, keep on believing and keep on remembering that you are loved and that you are amazing. You know, we want to wait for things to confirm how absolutely amazing we are. Instead, you must start telling that to yourself in the midst of chaos, in the midst of pain, uncertainty. Remind yourself, I am amazing. You know, it might come out as a little squeak at first, like, I am amazing. And then you just keep on doing it. You might not feel or remember the power that you have when you start out, but you keep on doing it. Because if you don't remind yourself of your power and your awesomeness, Either people will always take advantage of you or, pardon, you will stay where you are. There is nothing, nothing that you are looking for out there that you don't already carry within yourself. I want to ask you, sorry, I'm having a cup of coffee, my favorite beverage more than anything. I want to ask you, when was the last time that you pushed yourself? I'm not talking about doing a hundred push-ups and running a marathon or um, spent two hours in the gym. What I mean with pushing yourself, when was the last time that you did something that you thought you would never be able to do? Having the courage to speak the truth. Saying no to something that you've always said yes to. Or saying yes to something that you've always said no to. When was the last time you did something that just the very thought of it, it intimidated you, it scared you, it made you nervous, but you did it anyway. And you know what happens when you push yourself to do something it puts you on a higher level. Because then you realize, if I could do this one difficult thing, then let me try the next thing and the next thing. No one wants to hear the word no when you have asked for something. No one wants to be rejected. But rejection and Being 
getting no as an answer. It's all part of life. And what is what is part of life? Even if it is part of life, it doesn't make it any easier. You must really, fully, truly, and honestly and wholeheartedly believe in your dream. The dream must come from your heart. The dream must push you, keep you awake, consume you. And that will push you out of your comfort zone. Some people want to rule the world. They want to be billionaires. They want to be remembered and make the mark and leave a legacy. But what is your dream? What is your dream? And what do you need to do? What limits do you have to push every day to achieve that dream? And are you prepared to do it? Are you? Because very often, you know, very often, people say, I want what you have. I want to live where you live. I want to drive the car that you are driving. I want to do what you are doing. I want to have what you are having. Well, that successful person or the person you think is successful, the person you think is prosperous, the person you think have it all, they were prepared to do what needs to be done. They are no better, no more, no wiser, not more clever, not more intelligent than you. Because there's this thing that people are saying, but you, 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 things come, things come easy for you. You don't know what struggle is. Really? Really? Until you know someone's story, keep your mouth shut. And when you admire someone or you want what they have, don't be jealous. Don't be full of resentment. Don't you want what I have? But yet when I give you advice, you don't want to take the advice because you think that I'm hiding something. You think there's a shortcut to what you want out of life. There are no shortcuts. There are no quick fixes. There is no overnight success. There isn't. Do yourself a favor and watch the movie King Richard. It has nothing to do with an actual king, but it's the story of how the father of Serena and Venus Williams. Serena Williams is being described as the greatest tennis, female tennis player of all times. Watch that movie and see how long the journey was to arrive at the point 
where she was the greatest, for Venus to be number one at some stage, for them to excel in tennis. It didn't happen overnight. Are you prepared to do what needs to be done? Are you prepared to give it your all regardless of the outcome? Are you prepared to keep on doing it even when you fail time after time after time? But because the dream is burning inside of you. Thomas Edison. The man, so there's still a debate going on about this. But Thomas Edison as no, is known as the person who invented the light bulb. Well, Thomas Edison did not have a light bulb moment in inventing the light bulb. He failed so many times, but you know what he said? You know what he said? He said, there is no such thing as failure. I just learned 99 times not how to do it. Isn't that an amazing mindset to have? I didn't fail. I just learned how another way on how not to do things. That's it. You know, as parents, we play such a crucial mm -hmm. role in the lives of our children. And we don't even realize or understand the responsibility and the power we have as parents. We take it so lightly, so lightly. You think, oh, I'll just have a child. No, it's not just a child. You are giving birth to another human being, to another generation. You are giving birth to someone that you have to teach everything you know and everything you believe and sometimes our beliefs are so twisted and so wrong and we pass that on to our children and you still think that ah, just having a child if they see you doing your best if they see you excelling at what ever you do rich or poor if you think you are poor because i refuse to believe that any person is poor any i don't believe in poverty but if you believe that you are poor and struggling and you you are lacking then that is what you will get so when you if you have a child and you have this limiting beliefs you pass it on to your children. And so often parents say, you know, why can't you be more like your cousin who get all A's? Why can't you be more like your sister or your brother? Well, have you thought about the question, why can't you be a better parent and bring out the best in your child? Have you considered that question? Have you considered it? because it goes both ways. 
So how do you push yourself? Because, you know, if you are at work, how do you conduct yourself? Are you the one who have the guts to go to the boss and say, look, I don't agree with what you just said? And not being aggressive or rude like most people are, but politely saying, no, I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. Or to ask when an instruction has been issued, to ask, listen, I have no idea what you want from me. Can you just clarify this for me? Because a lot of people are very quick with giving instructions. And what they actually give is confusion. You, you go to a meeting and instructions are given. And when you leave the meeting, nobody knows what is expected because first of all, the instructions were not clear and they were not simple. But more than that, no one in the meeting had the courage to put up their hand and say, excuse me, what do you really want us to do? Because it's very easy when you are the one issuing instructions, if someone question what do you want to become aggressive, to become, to want to humiliate the person, to become insulting, because you yourself, you don't understand the instruction that you got from your boss. You know, middle management, middle management is the worst part in any organization. They are awful, insecure, unpleasant people to deal with. They lack the skills to manage. I will say that again. Middle management is the cause of 85% of problems in companies because they don't have the guts to go to the top management and say this instruction is not doable and they cannot stand their ground. So because they lack the courage to stand their ground with their bosses, they come to you, to you with their insubordinates. They come to you, and if you ask a question, they want to embarrass you, they want to humiliate you, they want to ridicule you because you had the audacity to question them. And not even about something personal, it's just about what you need to do. People who know, and I said, I said, well, I said it before and I will say it again. People who know and understand their jobs, who, who they are doing their jobs so well, you can ask them anything about it. They are actually hungry for your questions. They want you to ask questions. They want you to learn more. They want you to interrogate them. And they just get excited when you ask them a question that they don't know. And they will say, you know what? 
you got me with that question but i will find out for you the problem today instead of pushing boundaries instead of pushing limits instead of pushing yourself you allow your buttons to be pushed because you feel insecure and you are so worried and so afraid that you will be exposed so instead of asking questions and to be open to learn new things or to accept that you won't know everything instead of that you lash out you retaliate you get irritated you humiliate and embarrass anyone who ask you questions about what is required to get the job done years ago and this is what caused me to resign you know i never believed when people said i was book booked off sick with stress i thought hell no how can another human being do that to you what's wrong with you ah uh, if you haven't gone through something then it's very easy to be judgmental believe me it's very easy you know all about someone else's life and their problems when you are just looking at them so it happened to me it happened to me i worked in a place with the most awful supervisor he was old outdated uninformed and illiterate but he was my supervisor and i owed him the respect that he deserved as my supervisor and of course we did not get off on a good foot because i was the only one who was asking questions in the meeting and he did not like that he didn't and just thinking of going to work it made me so miserable that i literally became sick literally i remember going to the doctor and i told him i am just exhausted I, I told him i can't think i can't function and just the thought of going to work it puts it's like i get sick at the pit of my stomach stress because of one person and there was this one occasion because I was the one who always asked questions like, what do you expect from us? What is it that I must do today, right? And he didn't like that. I didn't ask anything out of the ordinary. How many of you know a person or a boss like that? And there was this one day, the person who is always there working, you know, everyone has a team leader and the team leader was not there that day. And we had to connect certain wires on this locomotive. And I asked him, how must I connect these wires? Because this is the first time, because look, this is one thing I've learned very easy in my, very early in my life. If you don't know, you have to ask. 
it's easier to ask than having to fix the mess that you created because you didn't know what you were doing. So I decided rather let me go and ask this old man. And I went and asked him, I said, how must I connect this wires? Because this is the first time I'm working on this locomotive and the person who normally does it is not there. And he told me some real prep. He said, you know what? I think you must call this certain depot and they will help you because at that depot, they always, they worked on that class of locomotives. And the certain depot, and he said, no, call them. And um, they will explain to you. He said, you know what? Um, I don't want to call because if I call, I might understand things differently to you and I might give you the wrong information. I said, okay. I accepted that answer, not realizing that it's actually nonsense that he was telling me. So I called the depot and it was the depot where I worked before. So the guys knew me. And I said, listen, I asked them that how must I connect this motor cables? They said, no, no, it's easy. You just reverse the two cables. And that was it. I expected something complicated. And I thought it was going to take me the whole day. And all I, have to do, all I had to do was take the two cables and reverse them. Because on all the other locomotives, it was a straight connection. With that one, the cables had to cross. My supervisor didn't know that. And he was too afraid to ask because he was worried that he wouldn't understand and he wouldn't know. And he knew if he came to me with the wrong information and I made a mistake, I wouldn't take the fall for him. He knew that. So, the job was done, but I discovered something about my old supervisor that I will remember for the rest of my life. Insecure bullies are cowards who are shivering at the possibility or the mere thought that their stupidity will be exposed. Why would I say stupidity? Because an ignorant, an ignorant person is willing to learn something different to get rid of the ignorance. But a stupid person, a stupid person will enjoy the ignorance. They will celebrate the ignorance. They will remind you of the ignorance and they will keep on telling you how they don't know a certain thing and they will embrace being ignorant. And that is what makes them stupid. There are no stupid people in the world, except those who stay, who prefer and who like to stay stupid. You can become the most intelligent, the most informed person with a click of the button. If you read the news, to, if you watch the news tonight, and they say, like, because this is what happened, this is the messages that were circulate, that were circulating, Typhoid fever in Pretoria. Well, I live in Pretoria. I live in Pretoria. And it's a small portion where they have a problem with water. It's not the whole of Pretoria. So do you do your research? Or when you hear on the radio 
when you hear on the radio, because some times ago there was a whole issue at Stellenbosch University where there was an accusation that students are not allowed to speak English in the dorms. I mean, really? Who the hell can stop you from speaking in your mother tongue? Huh? That is a violation of your constitutional rights. You must be able to converse. Okay, maybe I'm pushing it. I'm not sure if it's a violation. But what I know is that you must be able to converse in your mother tongue if wherever you are, how can you communicate with someone if you don't understand the language? You know? So these are the kind of things because remember, remember, I come from news and current affairs. Our job, our job is to create, to create headlines that will pique the interest of people. So whatever you hear on radio, whatever you read in the newspaper, whatever you see on TV, do your research and do your due diligence. Even, and that is why it's so important when you are a journalist to get your facts straight. To get your facts straight because the moment you go on radio especially radio you don't know how far that message is going to reach so if you have the wrong message you are miseducating so many people so get your facts straight and the responsibility is on you as a person to find out what is true if you are one of those people who just pass whatsapp messages who just pass oh my gosh this now this thing happened these people are bad this drink is killing this sweet is uh you know what don't just just don't do it don't just with when you if you are one of those people who send WhatsApp messages that will just spread more fear. You are part of the problem and not the solution. You are part of the reason why our country is in this mess today. You are part of the reason why our communities are falling apart because you could have taken the decision that the message stops with you, but you passed it on, not knowing where it comes from, not knowing whether it's true and not even thinking about what the effect of this message will be. Do you ever take the time to confirm whether a message is true? Do you ever take the time to reflect on how this will impact on society? Now there's this hatred for foreigners in South Africa. And quite frankly, I am ashamed to be a South African. When I read those messages, it's vile, it's horrible, and it's ignorant. Just think about it. And, and just for me to be clear, I just want to make one point very clear. I am not condoning criminal, criminality. I am not condoning lawlessness. I am not 
condoning anything that might put someone in danger. I am not. But what I am saying, what I am saying, and I will say it again and I will keep on saying it. A lot of foreigners come here to earn an honest living. Just like many South Africans leave our country to go to other countries to earn a living, to provide for their families. Can you, how would it feel if you leave your country now and where the country where you go to with so much hope, when you arrive at that country, you are being sidelined, you are being discussed, you are being labeled. How would that feel? How would that feel? And here's another thing that we need to keep in mind. A lot of what is happening can be laid at our own door. Because many of these criminals, they work for South African criminals. And South Africans, some of us are rotten to the core. And we create an environment of lawlessness. We create an environment of criminality. And then we want to play outside forces. And you know what is even worse? It's politicians opportunistic politicians who get onto the bandwagon stop to think for a moment if we had enough hospitals enough schools the infrastructure was working ESCOM provided enough electricity our, our our roads were not filled with potholes there was an environment to create jobs where does this start it goes back to government it goes back to government who didn't do their job. So now, because they didn't do their job, you, we are in a desperate situation. And you allow the same people who created the myth to come to you and tell you, look, it's these foreigners. Really? Really? The same people who chowed the money, the same people who abused and misused and while you were struggling and suffering, they were eating billions. They bought and they didn't use the billions to create things. They went on expensive holidays. They bought multiple houses. They bought multiple cars. They bought expensive wines, expensive clothes. Those very same people who were benefiting are now telling you, look, it's the foreigners who are causing this problem. Right, not too long ago, it was the Indians. Can you remember that? Can you remember that? And somewhere in between, it was the white people. So if you don't wake up, you will be swayed by every filthy, lying, opportunistic person who tells you, blame them for your problems. And why do you look towards someone to come and save you? Jesus himself is not coming to save you. Sorry to disappoint you. I'm very sorry to say that. You will pray until you are blue in the face. 
but you will stay poor, you will stay struggling. God has given you everything you need to be successful. But you keep on believing the promises of useless people who have no interest in you, none whatsoever. It has been proven over and over and over again. The politician just wants your vote so, so he can go and earn a very good salary. Why do you think people fight for political positions? Because they don't have the skill to create anything else. I'm not talking about all politicians. Let me just state that fact. I'm not talking about all politicians, but the majority of them. Name one politician that you can look up to, that you respect, who is an example to you. And here's another thing. A politician isn't God. He's not God. Because I saw with, with action is a, yeah, Haman Mashaba, he's here to save us. No, Haman Mashaba is just one person trying to do the right thing. And sometimes even him, even him fails spectacularly. Even him. No person has the power or the ability to save you. Get that out of your head. If, if, if you could get rich by going to church, why is it that Christians are, are most of are some of the most struggling, most miserable, most broke people in the world, but they go to church every week? What does that tell you? <laughs> going to church and praying to God is not going to change your situation until you start changing your beliefs until you start thinking that pastor or that politician of the or that man or that woman is going to save you you must stop believing that you are powerful you are amazing you are knowledgeable do you realize how much you have achieved do you realize what it takes every day to get up and just get through the day? Do you understand what an achievement that is, that you are still here, that you are still standing, that you are still breathing, that you still have power and strength to fight? Do you know how powerful that knowledge makes you? No one can save you. No one can save you and no one is going to save you. You need to do that for yourself and by yourself, by putting your faith in God and following it with action. I pray, oh my Lord, just provide me with a job. All I'm asking. Yeah, ne? how's that working out for you? How's that working out for you? Because are you prepared to do what needs to be done? You are looking for a job. But if I come to you now and say, listen, I have an opportunity. There's some way they're looking for a gardener. No, 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 no. I can't be a gardener. Not realizing. Not realizing. 
no disrespect to gardeners because i think they do an amazing job but most of all we look most of us look down on gardeners some don't even greet the gardener forgetting that that company where you are the gardener that door can open for you at any day just because you showed up and you did what needed to be done you know what the secret of successful people are whatever they do they do it to the best of their abilities the best all of them have started somewhere at the bottom but you you want to walk in the front door and you want to earn what the ceo is earning and you haven't done a day's work all you have is your degree no experience how do you get the experience oh you create it you have facebook don't you you have youtube you have whatsapp what have you learned with your degree what have you discovered with your degree why are you waiting to get a job before you apply the knowledge why don't you use it to uplift your community why don't you use it to teach a few people something but no i have a degree i can't be doing that you know i had an interview with someone last year i think she owned her own hr company with her focus on the youth and you know what she told me she said she had to fight and struggle this is a woman with with a degree and then she has also a postgrad she said there were so many sacrifices i had to do driving long distance distances for little pay working long hours with no reward are you prepared to do that are you prepared to do that and here's the flip side here's the flip side you must also understand your value some people support being a volunteer i don't i don't and i will not advise or encourage you to go that route unless you have an income then your volunteer can be your sideline but i will strongly advise against becoming a volunteer and that's your days that is your job because you need money to get to work you need money to pay where you are you need money for your basic needs and anyone who expects you to do it for free does not respect you i'm sorry to say there are people who strongly believe that you must volunteer to get your foot in the door the amount of abuse that i have seen when people volunteers don't go there don't go there even if you get paid a thousand rand a month and you are set on being an intern but get paid something don't volunteer what a volunteer is is just another word for abuse and cheap labor and then there's another there's another thing they say it, I, I looked at a, um, a job description the other day, and it says, if you come and work for us, 
you know it will be a great advantage on your cv when i saw that i didn't even look further because of all the companies in the world why do you think your company is the only company where i can learn the things that you are teaching me so how have you pushed your boundaries what have you done that you are afraid of sometimes you know to push your boundaries it just means to make one phone call and ask for an opportunity it might be the day that you get a yes it might be the day that you get a no but what if you get a yes have you thought of that because we lean so much towards the negativity the negative side that we forget to focus on the what if of the positive side you are powerful i cannot say that enough we have been groomed to believe we've been indoctrinated to believe that we are just ah, askis powerful victims askis god if 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 you can just answer my prayer eh, eh, askis god if you can just open this door no god wants you to be confident and when you come before him to come and stand and say my lord this is my dream that you gave me and i trust and i believe that you will provide the outcome that i am hoping for i trust and believe that you will open the door that i need to go through i trust and i believe that you will give me the courage to do what needs to be done don't be an askies i i you know what i'm sorry don't be apologetic you ask you ask with confidence but don't come and ask and say i know you have a position then you might as well turn around and go back home you come and you ask and you say you ask with the belief that i'm the best person for this job i once told one of my bosses you know what i don't need you to confirm when i've done a good job because i've set my own standards she was shocked i said i don't care whether even if the ceo of the company thinks it's a good job it's irrelevant to me what is important to me is to stick to my own standards i don't need you to tell me that I don't know how popular I was. I don't know. But I knew that when I do that specific job, when I did it, I gave it my all. And I made sure that I put the best possible quality work out there. And that was it. Well, someone might think that my best isn't good enough. It's okay. Because I know I've done my best. So have you done your best? In whatever you are have done you are doing have you given it your all or did you just did it with you know because they want me to do it ah, so i can say i've done it no oh success requires focus it requires you to give it your all to say that when the job is done to honestly say that i have done and i have given my best whether it's raising your children if it's your relationship whether it's fighting for that dream you know last year i wrote three exams 
and I failed the one. With like 5%, I failed it. I was supposed to get 60% and I got 55%. And you know, when I saw the one that I failed, I said, thank you that I failed this exam. Because if I passed this exam, right? If I passed this exam, I would have thought that I'm something special because I didn't give my best. I just barely passed. So I deserved to fail that exam. I deserved it because first of all, I wasn't committed when I prepared. I left it till the last moment. Hmm? The other two, I passed very well. But that one, which was the most important one, I did not pass. I failed it. Some, when, I, when, when I was talking about it, someone told me, but they could have given you the 5%. No, I didn't want the 5%. I wanted to earn the 5%. Now I and now I'm rewriting it in a few months' time. And my aim is to get a, a distinction. My aim is to excel in that exam, and that will calm my heart. If I had passed with 61 or 62%, knowing that I didn't give it my all, I would have felt like a cheat. And I want to see a mark that's not barely there that says that you have given it your all. That's for me. For someone else, it might be something else. Because most of the times, you just want to pass these damn exams, exams and get it over and done with. It's okay if you just want to get it over with because there are other things that require your attention. Once you know what your priorities are, you can. Push yourself to excel. That's life. You are able to excel in what is important to you. You can become the best TikToker if that is what you want. You, become, you can become the best YouTuber if that's what you want. You can become the best mom, the best speaker, the best chef, the best baker. You can become the best seamstress. And you know what? You being the best doesn't mean someone else is also doing their best. It's just that it's important to you. Find out what matters to you. And then you are able to push the boundaries and go beyond the limits to achieve what you have set yourself out to achieve. You are able, you are capable, you are amazing, you are wonderful, you are powerful, you are precious, and you are loved. Remember it and believe it. I thank you. I am Olivia. Have a wonderful day.